Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading once again. Tech Guide. Well, without a doubt, the biggest tech story of the week. Tech Guide. It's a very competitive market, the smartphone market. Keeping you updated and educated. This is a device that combines a tablet, a laptop, and a sketch pad. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. This is the future. Wireless earphones. Tech Guide. What you see is what you get. Quality is obvious. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 247. This is the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer tech news and reviews. Thank you for listening once again. Thanks for downloading. And first-time listeners, welcome aboard. We hope you enjoy the show. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's program, should you be worried about Facebook's proposed emotion-based advertising? Dyson unveils new heating and cooling air purifiers, and Huawei announces the pricing and availability of the P10 and P10 Plus smartphones. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the Samsung Galaxy S8, the HP Spectre X360 laptop, and the BioPlay P2 wireless speakers and we'll finish it off with the tech guide help desk and it's all brought to you by netgear australia's number one brand of home wi-fi products and also norton the company to help keep you and your family safe online a huge show for you so let's jump right into it well facebook is uh, setting alarm bells ringing and when it was revealed that uh, a confidential document was revealed by the Australian to which intimated that the company was targeting people, uh, especially youths, as young as 14, based on their emotions. Uh, so an example would be that Facebook could work out when a person, uh, a male or a female, uh, a child, were feeling uh, a bit stressed out, a little bit nervous, uh, feeling a little bit insecure, overwhelmed, based on obviously an algorithm that uh, that looks at whatever they shared on the platform uh, in order to target advertising their way based on this mood. Now, that that in itself is, is a little bit of a worry to, to think that a company like Facebook is going to these lengths to improve the advertising success uh, for their advertisers. And uh, Facebook have already come out and, and stressed that it was a confidential document that was that was leaked to the Australian, though they did get a, a look at this document. And a lot of the information was a proposed information uh, and not something that was already in place. Uh, so Facebook have said that the, it, it was taken a little bit out of context and they're defending themselves. Uh, and the information within that document was only meant as uh, to be, first of all, confidential, uh, but not in any way taken to mean that it was already in place or was planning to be in place. So with that, with that said, though, is should we still be worried about how Facebook advertises to us? Now, the the, the success of Facebook is the fact that it knows so much about us already. The fact that uh, we, we willingly share things that we like, uh, things that we do, and all of this information is is captured by Facebook. 
and used to target advertising against us to begin with. So emotions aside, as worrying as that may be for some, we're already targeted by Facebook's algorithm. And yes, you can go into your settings and turn all these the information of yourself about yourself uh, so it's not to be used in advertising. You can you can then get rid of all that information so that the ads that are served up to you on Facebook are more random rather than being targeted to your specific likes and and tastes and various things that you do. Uh, the the whole idea of Facebook is obviously Facebook is a business. And let's be real here. Let's be clear that Facebook, being a business, wants to make money. And the way they make money is through advertising. Now, uh, if you don't want to have ads that may appeal to you, then certainly go ahead into the settings uh, it, it, on, on Tech Guide. I've, I've outlined how you can get into the settings and change all that. But you can turn all that off. But we do have to remember one thing. Facebook is something that a lot of people enjoy, a lot of people love, uh, they use it all the time, but it's also free. And for for the price of you using that service, if the odd ad comes your way that may pique your interest, I think that's not too that's not too alarming in my books. And it's not like the information they collect is specific to your name, address and phone number. It's a very, you are part of a very large group of people who happen to have similar tastes, who maybe live in certain areas, who, who are of a certain age. So it's not like they're targeting me, Stephen Fennec, in particular, individually. I'm part of a much larger group of 40 somethings who happen to maybe like the South Sydney Rabbitohs and Star Wars. So I don't feel like I'm being targeted specifically by Facebook, uh, but. Uh, I myself, I personally do not feel alarmed. But the the information about uh, being able to detect how a person feels through their through their whatever they share on whatever they post on Facebook, then that I think is just another algorithm that Facebook wants to try. Obviously, we, there's a lot of people who are uncomfortable with that. And what makes me let's be clear, what makes me uncomfortable about that is the fact that it's targeted at young people. People as young as 14, I think the rules state that you need to be 13 years old to join Facebook. So if you're targeting 14-year-olds based on their emotions, that right there goes against some of uh, some of our advertising rules and regulations. And I think Facebook is aware of that. Uh, so the, I, I'd say that we've kind of headed this one off at the past. The fact that this was uh, a document that was intercepted, uh, the document to me seems like, well, what if we can do this? It was more a suggestion rather than a plan. Then uh, I'm glad that 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 has been has been sorted because targeting young kids at that age and, and advertising to them in that particular way, I don't think is uh, I don't think it's uh, it's a very good thing to do. But thankfully, uh, the the document's been exposed now, so we're aware of it. And like I said, you can turn these settings off so that that Facebook knows nothing about you if you want. If you don't want it to send you or put advertising in your feed or in your on the sidebar of the site, then you can easily turn that off. 
But uh, as far as the emotions go, I think, uh, especially for those for those younger people, I think Facebook should know better than that and, and use a more ethical approach to making more money. If you want to read our thoughts on this whole Facebook issue, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Now, we know Dyson is a, a pretty advanced company when it comes to design and some great products. They make great uh, they make lights, they make vacuum cleaners, they make fans and, and heaters, and now they also make air purifiers. And they've just unveiled a brand new air purifier. It's called the Pure Hot and Cold Link. This is a purifier that's also a, a heater or a fan to keep you cool. But on the purification side, it is uh, if you, if you have a sensitivity to allergens and pollen and various other pollutants in the home, then a product like this uh, is is uh, something you may need. And it was interesting when I was writing this story to find out that the air pollution in our homes is actually worse than it is outside. That is right. It is worse inside than outside. Not just a little bit worse, but up to five times worse than it is outside. And when you when you factor in the the, the fact that we spend ninety percent of our time inside, then that is a real worry. Especially if you have if you do have these sensitivities to to these allergens and, and fine particles and other pollutants, uh, and these can come from a, a variety of things like pets. Plants, cleaning products, building materials, uh, fuel, uh, other other items in your home like adhesives or paint, floor finishes, varnishes, tobacco smoke. So many of these dangerous chemicals are floating about. Uh, some of the dangerous, uh, not only chemicals, sorry, but harmful gases as well. We're talking formaldehyde and benzene, toluene. I've, I've outlined on Tech Guide where these particular uh, harmful gases could be coming from. But the point is that there are these little things floating about in our homes that we need to be protected from, especially if you are sensitive to them. You may be thinking, why am I so sick and why am I so tired all the time? Well, you could have some allergies. You could have these, these things in your home that are impacting your system and, and weakening your system. So this new Dyson Purifier, the Pure Hot and Cold Link, has a brand new 360-degree glass HEPA filter system, and it can eliminate 99.95% of these harmful things, the fine particles, the allergens, the pollutants. And it's the, the, the unit is designed to offer three things. It can offer purification, efficient filtration, and sensing. So it can tell you through its app, the quality of the air in your home. And so you know whether the air needs purifying. You're not going to keep this thing on 24-7, but it does help to know that yeah, air quality is poor at the moment. I'm going to bang on the, I'm going to whack on the Dyson uh, Pure Hot and Cold Link and purify the air in my apartment or in my house or in the room. So at least that can get rid of the, get rid of all of those dangerous things floating about in the air. And as, as with Dyson's other products, it has its patented air multiplier, and it can project up to 200 litres of air 
per second. That's a lot of air blowing through there. Now, at the bottom, at, at the base of the unit, uh, is uh, the, it, look, there's a grill system that sucks all the air through there. That goes through the filtration system, and then it comes out. These projected air, purified air, mind you, comes straight out uh, over an airfoil shaped to circulate the purified air to either heat or cool the room. So you're getting a heater, you're getting cooled down, but you do that's happening with purified air. So a result all around. Cleaner air in your apartment or home or in the room, and you're getting staying warm or staying cool. This new model, the Dyson Pure Hot and Cold Link, it goes on sale this week, and uh, it's priced at seven hundred and seventy-nine bucks. If you want to know, and if you want to see what it looks like, and a bit more detail about about what it's all about, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Well, Huawei is a smartphone company, actually the third largest smartphone company by market share in the world behind Samsung and Apple. And whenever they make an announcement about a product, I think it's uh, it's an important one, especially when it comes to a flagship product like the P10 and the P10 Plus. Now, we saw the P10 and the P10 Plus back in February in Barcelona during Mobile World Congress. That is when Huawei announced these new devices. The P10 has a 5.1-inch screen. The P10 Plus, a 5.5-inch display. And they both have a dual-lens Leica camera on board as well. Now, the P10 and P10 Plus are going to go on sale on May 25. There will be plans offered through Telstra, Optus, and Vodafone. And they'll also be available for outright purchase. The smaller P10 with that 5.1-inch screen will be priced at $899. If you want to go up to the larger 5.5-inch display with the P10 Plus, then that's going to set you back $1,099. On the feature side, the the cameras on the, the dual-lens cameras, there's a 12-megapixel color lens and a 20-pixel monochrome lens that combine to give you some pretty impressive images. Uh, the P10 Plus actually has the Leica Dual Lens Pro Edition, so it's got a slightly better lens and a larger aperture as well for better optical capabilities. The uh, the other technology, the photography technology on board is really impressive. I think if you're into taking photos with your smartphone, then the P10 or P10 Plus are excellent smartphones because they, they were one of the first companies to offer the dual lens system. With the P10, they've also got new technology, things like 3D facial detection so that you can get a more accurate feature recognition so the lighting's adjusted properly. It also has auto sensing to track, to track the light and adjust the shutter speed and white balance to produce the best picture. Which all this happens in real time, which is really, really impressive. On the design side, it does, I have to admit, the rounded edges, the back panel looks a lot like an iPhone, uh, but that, that's kind of where the similarities end. It is only 6.8 millimeters thick and it's powered by its own, by Huawei's very own uh, silicon, the Kirin 960 chipset. It is an Android phone, of course. It also has that supercharge technology, so you get your fast charging. And then Huawei always also emphasizes the fact they've also got five-gate battery safety technology. So in light of what happened with the Samsung Note 7, Huawei uh, very much uh, not, not shy to remind people that 
that their battery safety technology has actually been around for quite a while and it is still there to ensure that nothing goes wrong there. So it manages temperatures and reduces the risks of anything going wrong. Uh, there's also a new antenna chipset as well, so you get a really fast connection to your network as well. So really important, especially if you're working, playing, or streaming content, really important to have that really nice, fast connection. If you want to read about the Huawei P10 and P10 Plus uh, and see those features and also take a look at the devices for yourself, you can check them out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. And they've just introduced Orbi, the world's first tri-band Wi-Fi system. Orbi gives you reliable, secure and fast Wi-Fi to every inch of your home, everywhere. No more dead zones upstairs, no drop connections through walls, just better Wi-Fi across the board. Orbi reaches up to 370 square metres through Wi-Fi barriers like walls, stairs and doors. With a dedicated internet connection, Orbi helps prevent buffering while streaming your favourite movies and shows. No matter how many devices are connected, you have ultra-fast Wi-Fi speeds. The Orbi tri-band Wi-Fi system works with your existing modem to maximise the speed you're paying for. Orbi sleek design and state-of-the-art technology steals the show. It gives your home a superior Wi-Fi network that's both easy to set up and elegant to display. With just a couple of clicks, your secure Wi-Fi network will be ready in no time. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Orbi, better Wi-Fi everywhere. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennig. Tech Guide. Our first review for this week is the Samsung Galaxy S8. The reason I waited for this podcast, this episode, to to talk about my review, to give you a, my review of the device, is I was waiting for it to be available in retail. I was going to do it last week. It was only it wasn't out yet. I, I wanted it to be already out in stores before I gave it a full rundown in our podcast. Well, here goes. I think the Galaxy S8 is without a doubt. Samsung's best ever smartphone. It is that impressive. The screen, it's got an S8 uh, with a 5.8-inch screen, the S8 Plus with a 6.2-inch screen, and the remarkable thing about it is that it does fit a very large screen in a smaller space. I I, uh, personally use the S8 Plus for my review that had a 6.2-inch screen, and if you take a look at the photos in my review, I'm holding it in my hand, and it doesn't feel like a 6.2-inch device. In fact, I could still use it quite easily with one hand accessing apps and using the phone still with one hand and that's a 6.2 inch screen 5.8 inches for the s8 which that makes it if you after the smaller of the devices it's still big enough to give you that nice big screen display without it being such a big bulky device to carry around i think that's a really impressive start there and the screen itself uh, is really high quality. It's quad HD display, which is set to full HD by default to save you a bit of power. But I thought, go big or go home, I switched it straight to, to quad HD. That's got a resolution of 2960 by 1440 and uh, with a pixel density of 529 PPI for the S8 Plus. Even better for the S8, it's 570 PPI. But the screen, it goes edge to edge. Those curved edges 
it gives it like that borderless look. That that helps. That that's why they call it the infinity display. It looks it's like the infinity pool. Have you ever seen the pools where the edge doesn't seem to be there? It sort of blends into the background. There's no hard edge to it. Similar look to the infinity display on the Samsung. The other feature to look out for, the design is really slick. It's pretty thin, nice curved edges, slightly curved edges to the screen. Not quite as pronounced as the S7 Edge uh, device, uh, but not, uh, but but still prominent enough for it to not have that straight flat finish that the S7 had. It's a little bit like the Note 7, actually. It's got that curved appearance. Um, the, the, the screen, uh, as I said, great quality. Top and bottom, it nearly goes to the very top of the device and nearly to the bottom. There's no physical home button anymore and the top of the device still has just enough room for a camera and a sensor even an iris scanner the the home button the physical home button is gone there's now a virtual home button but the fingerprint reader is now on the back next to the camera it is to the right of the camera so if you are using the fingerprint reader holding the phone in your right hand it does find the mark a little bit easier even in your left hand you might need to sort of uh, practice a little bit but it isn't hard to find the fingerprint reader to unlock the device other security of course includes facial recognition your normal pin code and also iris scanning so when you just look at the device it can unlock it for you or if you're wearing a trusted device like a, a gear s3 or it's paired to something that uh, like you're in your car you can just swipe uh, open swipe this screen to unlock it because it's connected to a trusted device so you don't need to keep entering your password or looking into the iris scanner all the time uh, the look on the performance side, that's one of the best features as well. You're talking an octa-core uh, processor with 10 nanometer. It's a 10 nanometer processor, which, when you consider the power of that, it is powerful enough to run a desktop system using a new product called the Samsung Dex. This is a small dock that you can actually rest the phone inside, connect that dock to a monitor, keyboard and mouse, and this thing can run a desktop system. It gives you a, a desktop version of Android, so all your emails, all the apps open up full screen, so there's like a desktop version when it detects it's sitting in the Dex dock. So you got full version of Word, Excel, PowerPoint, Outlook, all the native Samsung apps as well, all running at the same time, so it's powerful enough. We were running videos and browsers and documents all running at the same time without even skipping a single beat. So really interesting technology there uh, and goes to show just how strong that chipset is inside. On the smarts side, let's talk Bixby. This is the intelligent user interface that comes with the phone. Now, I'll say up front, the voice commands don't work yet. It's not used to our Aussie accents yet. We're expecting in the next few weeks, there'll be an update, and then you can start talking to this thing. You can ask it questions, change settings, rotate photos. Anything you can do with touch, Samsung says you can do with voice once Bixby is fully installed installed and active for voice. You can use Bixby now for reminders and other little things. Uh, there is a dedicated Bixby button on the left-hand side, and that brings you up all the recent things you've done, people you call at that time of the day, recent photos, the weather, everything you need to know is right there. And the more you use it, the better it gets because it can get accustomed to what you do, who you call, and what you do during the day, and it becomes a, an even better assistant. On the camera side... Not much improvement in the resolution side of things, but it is a dual pixel sensor, and it is one of the best cameras I've seen in low light. 
if you're taking low light images, you'll be really impressed, really surprised with the results. And of course, in bright light, this thing takes great images as well, uh, as do most cameras. But uh, in particular, low light, it really knocks it out of the park. Shutter speed is really fast. Autofocus kicks in straight away. 0.2 of a second is all it takes. There's also pro mode. So that gives you full control if you want to take control of the ISO, the shutter speed, things like exposure, manual mode, white balance. If you want to take all of that into your own hands, you can do that with pro mode as well. And if you're into your selfies, there's been an improvement. The front camera is now 8 megapixel resolution, and it also comes with smart autofocus and facial recognition. So your pictures will look better than ever if you're into your selfies. And there are also some cool new features. You can add some masks and different uh, fun little things to your selfies as well uh, and share them quite easily. Now, included in the box are a pair of AKG earphones. Some of the best included earphones we've ever heard. Normally, earphones that come with smartphones are pretty crappy, and most of the time people go out and buy a better pair of earphones to use with their phone. You will not have to do that with the Samsung Galaxy S8. The AKG earphones are excellent. They're corded earphones, and the S8, I should mention, still has a headphone jack, so connect it straight into that 3.5mm jack, and the AKG earphones sound terrific. So you don't need to go buy a new pair of earphones. These ones will do. They are quite good. Uh, the Samsung DeX, I'm just going to talk a little bit more about that. That, I think, is a real product of the future, a real use of the future. This is a phone that is that can be your computer. I think down the track, you're going to find that everything that we hold dear, our documents, our content, are all going to be carried around in one device. And wherever we happen to want to use that device, whether it's in an office, at home, in an airport lounge, we'll be able to just plug our phone into that system and do our work. And when we're done, simply remove the phone from the dock and you're away. All the content, everything you were doing is still on the phone, so you've left nothing behind. I think this is a game changer and the start of a new way of using phones of this uh, that are as powerful as what we see here with the Galaxy S8. Security, we already mentioned, you've got iris scanning, fingerprint, pin, pattern, and uh, iris scanning, facial recognition. I've gone over all of those already. So security is not an issue. The battery life. Battery on the S8 is on the S8 Plus, you get a 35 milliamp hour battery. So that's the bigger one. 3,000 on the S8. Now, yeah, it runs all day, not a problem. And uh, slightly into the next day, if you, you might want to connect it first thing in the morning if you haven't charged it overnight. But the battery... I think for Samsung, I didn't think I think they didn't want to go overboard with the size of the battery, especially what happened with the, after what happened with the Note Seven. They wanted to keep the battery at a reasonable size, and of course, they've stressed that the batteries have gone undergone Samsung's eight-point battery check. So we cruised through the day, even at a little bit for the next morning, but we needed to connect the charger at say morning tea time to be able to get through the rest of the day. Normally, I'd I'd, I'd suggest that it's going to work from from sunrise to sunset, and you may have to charge it before you go to bed or leave it charging overnight, however you want to do it. Uh, it does have fast charging through its USB-C port, and you can get a full charge. I think we charge it from nearly empty to full in about 80 to 90 minutes, 
which we I think is pretty impressive. The Galaxy S8 is priced at $1,199. The larger S8 Plus is $1,349. If you want to read our complete review, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Next up, we are talking laptops, and in particular, the HP Spectre X360. I was going to say Harvey Spectre for anyone who's a Suits fan. HP Spectre X360 laptop. Now, this is a very versatile device. For a start, it looks great. It's got a 13.3-inch full HD screen. And it's got really thin bezels either side. There's 3.4 millimeters on either side. In fact, the first time I looked at it, I thought, I thought, is this only a 12-inch tablet and a 12-inch laptop? And I said, no, it's 13.3 inches. As a matter of fact, and the reason I thought that is because the 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 bezels were so small, I thought it was a smaller device. There is room though below uh, on the bottom of the screen, so the bezel below. The screen is actually still quite big, uh, so I reckon there is still a bit of room to move. Maybe a future product may have an even smaller device uh, while still maintaining the size of that screen. So uh, really, uh, really nice, very impressive display. And also, it is the on the design side, this thing's been uh, carved out of a solid aluminium block. So it is really impressive. The keyboard also exudes that similar quality as well. Really nice to type on, really good travel. The keys have that lovely tactile feel under your fingers. It's got a really nice, uh, a pretty big glass trackpad as well. And the screen and the keyboard are connected with chrome hinges. Those chrome hinges are important because this ain't just a laptop. You can actually fold the screen back onto itself into what they call tent mode. If, you wanna, if you're giving a presentation, there's a display mode if you're watching a movie or having a video call. There's also tablet mode, which lets you fold the keyboard back behind the screen and then hold it in one hand to use this, because it's got a touchscreen, you can use the touchscreen like a tablet. So really versatile if you're out and about. It's running Windows 10, of course, and it gives you uh, all all the features you come to expect with Windows 10, Uh, but the versatility of using in all those different modes that we mentioned. So uh, really handy. If you're on the move as well, I think it's pretty cool as well. Now, the display gives you, it's a terrific quality display. But what impressed us was the audio quality. This has got Bang & Olufsen speakers on board. So it's got Bang & Olufsen quad speakers, and it's got HP's audio boost as well. So crisp and clear sound, whether you're listening to it out loud, watching a movie, even when you've got your earphones connected to the headphone jack, HP audio boost still works to give you better quality audio output. Now, let's talk processing power, and this has the seventh-generation core processor. There's room for 16 gig of RAM and faster PCLE storage, SSD storage. And on the connectivity side, you've got a USB 3 port and two USB-C ports. And one thing it doesn't have, though, and I think this is uh, this is on the downside, it doesn't have an SD card slot, not even a micro SD card slot. There's a lot of professional users, photographers and other people who they carry stuff around on memory cards. Their cameras take memory cards. Really easy to dump a lot of photos on your computer if you've got an SD card or even a micro SD card. If you fly a drone, every drone's got a micro SD card in it. Imagine being able to just pump that micro SD card into your computer, download all your photos, and away you go. So. 
if you don't have that, you have to buy an adapter, and uh, it doesn't have it built in. One That was one issue I had with the latest MacBook Pro from Apple. No SD card slots, no memory slots of any kind, and the only uh, input slot were USB-C ports, which uh, they're, they're good because they can use for power, be used for power and also data transfer. But a memory card slot, come on, I'd think uh, some people may view the lack of an SD card with this HP product as a bit of a deal breaker. They uh, may, may prefer a laptop that has that SD card slot. The other, the other feature, I think one of the strongest uh, features of the HP laptop is its battery. Battery life on the device is up to 15 hours. And uh, that's if you're straight computing, 12 hours if you're just watching videos. And we did test this out. We went a, nearly two days before we had to charge the battery. So this is ideal if you're like a mobile professional who's not close to any PowerPoints. Maybe you're traveling on long flights and things like that. This is ideal if you are that type of person. The HP Spectre X360 is priced from $2,499. And if you want to read our review and see our pictures, you can see that at techguide.com.au. And next up, we're talking Bio Play. This is Bang & Olufsen's audio brand, the Bio Play P2. This is their latest wireless speaker, pairs with Bluetooth. And as is typical with any Bang & Olufsen, any Bio Play product, it's got a bit of a design, uh, a bit of a design element to it. it. Does look really cool, but uh, it does look rounded and smooth. But there are no buttons. That's uh, impressive on the design side, but without any buttons, what you rely on are gesture controls. Uh, it does have that rounded and smooth finish. It's 14 centimeters long, 8 centimeters wide, and 2.8 centimeters thick. But without the buttons, you're left with these gestures. So, for example, if you want to skip a track, you just got to give it a shake. If you want to pause or play a song, you got to double tap the grill. So we can remember all these, recognize these commands and uh, and adjust your music so you can navigate your music. What you can also do is with the BO Play app, you can use the tone touch feature to turn the P2 into an alarm clock and you can wake up listening to your favorite track. Uh, the engineers have uh, they've taken bits and pieces out of other BA Play. So the P2 has the same mid-woofer, similar mid-woofer that the BA Play A1 has. Uh, also the same fabric dome tweeter that was used in the A1. So you get that nice base and as well as all the detail as well. There's a leather strap so you can take it anywhere with you and a built-in microphone so you can make and answer calls through the speaker. Now, one thing we noticed that the, you don't get with this or where, where you can't take it is near water. We went through, we scoured the specifications. There was no IP or IPX rating whatsoever. So if you're planning on using this beside the pool or at the beach, you may want to rethink that because that's probably the only downside of this speaker is the fact that it is not has no water or dust rating. That ingress protection rating is just not there. Uh, the it, it's priced at two hundred and forty nine bucks. It comes in black, sandstone, and royal blue. Uh, two forty nine. 
if you if the waterproof factor is something, then there are plenty of other choices, uh, similar priced and cheaper to get you decent sound uh, as well as having that water protection. If that's not an issue and you just love the brand and you love the sound that this thing produces, which is pretty good, the BA Play P2 might be the speaker for you. Two forty nine. You want to read our review, our story? You can check it out at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fenning. Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. While public Wi-Fi at airports, hotels and cafes is convenient, it's not always safe. Did you know that accessing the web using public Wi-Fi can potentially expose your most sensitive information? Things like passwords, photos, credit card details to hackers and identity thieves. Norton Wi-Fi privacy helps encrypt your information when you're online so it can't be intercepted by prying eyes. So whether you're worried about hackers stealing your passwords, companies tracking your online activity or keeping your personal information protected and safe, then you need the new Norton Wi-Fi privacy app available for iOS and Android mobile devices and now available for Mac and Windows laptop computers. To learn more, visit au.norton.com or search for Norton Wi-Fi Privacy on the App Store or Google Play Store. Tech Guide. Now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. A couple of quick ones to, uh, to run in our Tech Guide Help Desk this week. And one, I had an interesting email from a reader asking about MP3 CDs. Can you remember those the CDs that were just packed full of MP3 files and they were able to be played by MP3 disc players, not like not regular CDs, but these were MP3 files on a CD. One question I had from Marita was the, the her husband had plenty of these discs and wanted to play them in the car, but the regular CD player wouldn't work. Mazda, which is the maker of their car, said that the, you can't just replace the CD with a CD that can recognize MP3s. So her question was, how can I enjoy, how can we play these MP3 CDs in the car? Now, the only thing I could think of was if you had a portable MP3 CD player, and there are still some about, you could connect that portable player to the auxiliary import of the Mazda so that what comes out of the MP3 portable player can be played through the car's speakers. Uh, the only other solution would be to insert the CD into a computer, maybe drag and drop a lot of the songs off and burn a regular CD, but she did say that they did have a computer but it didn't have a CD drive. So uh, unless they want to buy a little cheap CD drive and try try to do that, or if they own a small MP3 CD player, they can use the auxiliary out of the device, auxiliary into the car, or maybe a set of speakers, whatever they happen to own, so they can listen to that music. The other question I had was from a travelling family who was on their way to Europe, and apart from asking on what the best SIM card is to buy, they were wondering why they can't use their Big Pond email to send from overseas. Now, what I suspect is happening here is that these people are using an email client, whether it's Outlook or MacMail or whatever it happens to be, and using their regular Big Pond email address. And when they find that they're overseas, the outgoing SMTP settings of the email won't work because they're in a foreign country. The settings aren't there. 
my suggestion is either use a Gmail account or uh, have a, a maybe a, an iCloud account or whatever kind of central account that can work anywhere. But also, if they did want to stick to using the Big Pond email address, then to use if they can access their Big Pond through a browser, so they can see their inbox through an internet browser, they will be able to send their emails through their Big Pond address. Otherwise, they've got to resort to Gmail or some other common Yahoo mail, whatever mail they want to send emails from overseas. But if they can use their Big Pond account through a browser, then that should solve that problem. I've written about all of those and uh, in, on Tech Guide in the past. And if you do have a question you want us to ask, you can email us right here at Tech Guide, and we might be talking about it on next week's Help Desk. And that is the show for this week. You can read about everything we've discussed, our reviews, our news stories, and help desk uh, at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch, as we said, you can email us at info at techguide.com.au. There is another way you can be featured on the show is by downloading the Voice Byte app. That's Voice, B-Y-T-E, Voice Byte. And full disclosure, I co-founded the app and co-created the app. It allows you to record 15 seconds and share it right here with us on the Tech Guide podcast. All you need to do, it's free to download for Android and iOS. Simply have a hashtag AskSteven in the clip title, record your question, slide to broadcast, and I'll be able to download that audio, play it on the show, and also answer your question so your voice can potentially be heard on the Tech Guide podcast. We want to give a special thanks, too, to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also give a shout-out to Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading as well. We look forward to you joining us again next week, though. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. (laughs) 